Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome back inside the lab that is the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast, and the offseason coverage continues. Troy Terry getting the bag with the Anaheim Ducks, but what does it mean for his fantasy value and the rest of the Anaheim success? And the crystal ball is out, everybody. We're having a look at this Calder Trophy race that's going to be extra spicy this year. Thank you for joining us. Let's get this paper. Your Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everybody? And thank you so much for joining us once again for the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast, Big Time Friday edition. I am joined, as always, by my esteemed co-host, Mr. Steele Roden, please check out his work all across YouTube under NHL Quick Hits and all over the Locked On Network. On this side of the microphone, it's your boy, Big Flip Livingstone. You can check me out, Dauber Hockey, Sportsnet, and wherever you need your betting and fantasy takes. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day, even throughout these dog days of the offseason, Steel. There's still some news trickling out. That's why we're going to get to this Troy Terry situation. Seven-year contract, the 25-year-old securing the bag here a little bit. But I think the Anaheim Ducks doing the right thing and avoiding arbitration with a guy who I think, Steele, has been nothing but a stud over the last couple of years offensively. I'll get Steele's take on that. And this Calder Trophy race this season, Steele, has so many intriguing names, fantasy or otherwise. You know, I got to be sprinkling a few bets here. Luke Hughes, Connor Bedard, Shane Wright, Logan Cooley, Matty Nyes, Devin Levi. We're going to break it all down on a very short Friday episode. Let you get up to the cottage early this weekend, everybody. <laughs> Steele, right over to you, my friend. Troy Terry has been beasting the last couple of years offensively. What's your take on this seven-year, $49 million deal? Yeah, it's an absolute, uh, and it's absolutely, he, he, he secures the bag immediately after uh, the arbitration. I think, like, you know, the Anaheim Ducks coming in at 4.5 and then him coming in at mm. eight and then landing at seven was a yeah. little surprising to me. Uh, you mm. know, we talked about this with Michael Amato just the other day. Like, we all thought that he was going to land somewhere between 6.2 to 6.4, most likely. And he, he gets a little bit more than a lot of us were expecting. I think. You know, obviously they avoid arbitration and they get the long-term deal done. I think it's a little much though. Uh, you know, okay. he's only, he's only okay. gotten, uh, he's had two back-to-back -back seasons with 60 plus points. Hasn't played a full season in the NHL yet. He Good is point. an offensive juggernaut. He is one of the best players for the Anaheim Ducks right there with Trevor Zegras. But mm. fantasy value wise, there, yeah. you know, the peripheral stats bring his fantasy value down <laughs> a lot. Uh, and, it, it is, and you can see that on where he was ranked and where he finished at the end of the season. He finished 150th in fantasy points in Yahoo uh, this past year. You know, he gets no blocks. He gets no hits, no penalty minutes, not enough power play points as well. Only had five power play goals and seven assists. So he does get a lot of points. He had 61 mm. points in 70 mm. games, but a lot of that is five on five. So if the Anaheim Ducks can get better on the power play, move the puck around a little mm. bit, they've got the talent mm. there. They bring in Alex Kalorn. Maybe that can generate some sort of offensive, uh, you know, net front net front presence on yep. the power play for them. But again, as much as he is an offensively skilled player, fantasy value wise, it brings him down because of those peripheral stats just not jumping off the page. Most definitely, I think that's the book is out on him fantasy wise. We know this about Troy Terry now. And you mentioned one of the caveats that kind of pops off right off the top of the list is he has not played a full season just yet. 
And yeah, I know he's 25 years oh, old. Oh, you know me with the ages here, Steele. 25 he's years 25. old, Steele. He's 25. 25. Thank <laughs> you. He's going to be 26 by the time the season rolls around. But maybe we also haven't seen, good or bad, yeah. what Troy Terry fully is. And could he get better? For sure. But maybe he regresses as well. And I'm actually okay with the deal because I think he really is important to the Ducks' overall is, success. Yeah. It is a bit of a reach given all the caveats you just mentioned. I think at the end of it all for the fantasy side of things, I think the Ducks are going to take a decent step this year. The goaltending yeah. is a big question. They have some decent young pieces as well. Olin Zellweger talking about Calder. Way down that list, there's some very intriguing young names on this team that when I look at the lineup, you know, Radko Gudis comes in to add that veteran presence. Alex Kalorn comes in to add that veteran presence. Mason McTavish is still on the come up and Trevor Zegras yeah. might be right on the cusp of being one of the superstars in this league. So I think I really am not ready to fully predict just yet what I think is going to happen for Troy Terry. Cause I think it's going to be connected so closely to the overall success of this Anaheim ducks team, but I'll leave it at this deal and throw it back to you to wrap this bad boy up. He has scored 60 goals over the last two seasons. So that is something that can't be ignored, but I would say this also he is the kind of guy that I'm leaving to the back end of the draft and I'm going to use him as mm -hmm. maybe my first bench spot or maybe like my last offensive piece. But I got to be taking guys that fill out that peripheral categories yes. first because he's not bringing that at all. And that's just not his game. Yeah. And the same kind of goes for Trevor Zegers. Like the last mm. two years, he also has 60 plus points. Yes, uh, he did. He almost, he had, he played 81 games, pretty much a full season last year, had 65 points. Uh, actually, uh, could be a, a banger league beauty as well. Had 88 penalty minutes uh, hey. on last season, 184 he shots. He gets, he does get a little chippy. He gets a little nasty out there with his, mm -hmm. with his stick. He takes a lot of high sticking and tripping penalties. Yep. Um, and, He's mouthy and we, that, too. He is mouthy. That is a part of his game. So now that, you know, I understand the seven year, 7 million, I do think it's a mm -hmm. little much, but I understand yeah. it because this is that. a, uh, we believe in you in, you know, maybe in the next two years, you could hey. be getting 80, 85 points that, and if he does that, the deal is great. Now mm -hmm. I'm wondering what's Trevor Zegers going to get. Is he going to get 7 million? Mm -hmm. He's going to get 7.5, maybe eight, mm -hmm. because he's probably the better player over Tro uh, Troy Terry right now, even at 23 years old. Yeah. So, uh, you know, for or 22 years old. Uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited Good to point. see what Trevor, what Trevor Zegers is going to get, but Me too. this is going to be a better Anaheim Ducks team. Like you said, yes. Jamie Drysdale, you spoke about, spoke very highly of him the other day uh, when so Michael Amato was on the podcast. Yep. Uh, you know, Zellweger, like you said, they bring mm -hmm. in Radko Gudis to be that enforcer on the blue line, protect their young guys, mm -hmm. as well as Alex Kalorn. So they're going to get better. But as of, as it sits right now, when you look at what happened last year, the power play wasn't great. Oh, uh, man, the peripherals, yeah. the peripheral stats were just not great for, e for either of these players, really. So that right. drops them down just a tad in the fantasy draft. But I, I am very excited to see what both those young players are able to do this upcoming year. Me too. And I think the overall bump in the quality of the team is going to give them a little bit of a bump. Am I saying reach on either of those players? No, but I think their value goes up when actually they're going to be able to be them young, their young selves. Radko Gudis is going to free up some space. Alex Kalorn has one cups, is going to bring in a steadying veteran presence mm -hmm. to allow some of these players to really do their thing. So that's what I think we really need to watch develop. And lastly, you mentioned the categories for this Ducks team. They were <laughs> at the bottom or the near the bottom or at the very bottom of every offensive and defensive category that counts. 
They can't be that bad again. Lucas Dostal in the cage is one of those guys that you know I've brought up at length as someone who, yeah, he's going to get filled in this year, but he's yeah. going to get a good look alongside John Gibson to split that net. I really do think so. <laughs> we'll keep an eye on that. We're going to keep an eye on all of the Calder race players in the mix, including Connor Bedard, Devin, Levi, Luke Hughes, and others. We're also keeping our eye over at FanDuel Sportsbook because today's episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Take your first swing on betting on the MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to 200 bucks. That's right, just 20 bucks down and you'll land 200 back in bonus bets. Win or lose, I don't know what else you need to hear, people. That's 200 you can be splashing on everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think hits that first home run, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid out instantly, baby. There's no better place to bet on the MLB than FanDuel. America's number one sports book. Sign up today. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get 200 back in bonus bets. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel, official partner of Major League Baseball. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. We are a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your favorite team from all four major sports leagues, including the NCAA, your team every single day. And thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. We appreciate all that love and support. Make sure you're continuing to leave comments on the YouTube, YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe, hit the follow button, share this with all your friends and family out there. We appreciate yes, all the support our listeners show us, again, every single day, Monday through Friday. Uh, and again, once September comes around, hey. we will be ramping the episodes, yes. the content back yes. up because the season will be near mm. and we can't be more excited for hockey uh, in the NHL. So, so very hyped. excited about, so, so hyped. hyped about the uh, next, uh, this upcoming season, especially yeah. because hey. of the Calder Trophy. Uh, Calder Trophy with these young players this next year. Obviously, Connor Bedard leading the way at minus 140 right now. Uh, there's no uh, no surprise for that with Connor Bedard, but mm. there are a few other options out there below yes. Bedard yes. who yes. could potentially win this. And I'll throw it Why over not? to you, Flip, because Please. I want to start. I want to hear your first guy. Who are you looking yep. at right off the bat mm -hmm. who you believe could uh, give Bedard a run for his money? When we're talking about betting odds deal, when the season is coming down the line, there are a lot of opportunities to, of course, make money. But there are some spots where you just want to be very careful of throwing more than maybe five or ten bucks at these. Because let's be honest here. I'm not going to try and, you know, reinvent the wheel. Connor Bedard <laughs> is... And now, Steele, actually, the number has actually gone down a little bit. I'm seeing minus 115 here with our friends at FanDuel. So there is a little bit of, you know, people starting to sprinkle money on other players. And my first name... I look at where do these players have the best chance to succeed. Connor Bedard's going to a team that, yeah, okay, they're going to score some goals. They're going to get pumped on night steel. That's going to be hard sometimes on a guy who's so young. Looking at Luke Hughes at plus 600, gets to slot into a really good team, playing with his brother, a team that just went on a very impressive run last year. So if we're talking about value and we're talking about guys who might be right there knocking on the door, yeah. Luke Hughes is so you look at the other names around him. Logan Cooley, Arizona Coyotes. Shane Wright might be battling to play in the Seattle mix. Matt Nyes at plus 2,000. Are you really going to risk a guy who's got, you know, he's going to be battling for minutes in that Toronto top nine? When I look at the opportunities at plus 600 and just the setting for winning, 
Luke Hughes is the name that jumps off the page for me, number one steal. And I'll mm-hmm. throw it back over to you because there's another player at plus 2,000, a little down this list that we'll get to in a second. But I think my main takeaway here is, and when I look at the last couple of trophy winners for the Calder, Marit Sider was a D-man who won it. How about when you look back a bit, Aaron Ekblad, Tyler Myers, there have been blue liners who get this Calder trophy. So it's not out of the question that you're looking at Hughes as an option here. I do agree with you on that, but you know, Hughes is going into a very good situation, obviously playing with his brother Mm -hmm. on the blue line. They've got some great talent there. So at plus 600, there is some money to be made with Luke Hughes, but the first guy I'm looking at, or first player, Mm. I'm actually looking at Devin Levi of the Buffalo Sabres. That was my next one. What's your, what what, what are the odds right now? Plus 2000 at FanDuel. Plus 2000 for, uh, for Devin Levi right now on FanDuel. That is some great odds right there. He will Mm. be hopefully the number one goalie. If he, if he, if he has a hot start for Buffalo, you know, you know, they've got Devin Levi, that Uka Pekka Lukanen as well. They could share it a little bit, but I think Devin Levi Mm. will get majority of the starts. And at plus 2000, I think he could be the turning point for the Buffalo Sabres. We've been talking about, how they need a true number one starting goaltender. And this kid is that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, just looking at his his stats, yes. um, you know, at yes. Northeastern University. Yes. You know, even the seven games in the NHL he played last mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable what he's capable of doing. Even what I've seen in the off-season work, uh, you know, all over social media, the mm-hmm. practice, the work he puts in. It's unbelievable the determination and, and skill level of this goaltender. So Devin Levi can be that that goaltender and true number one and be that changing uh, changing of the guard for the Buffalo Sabres. So I really like Devin Levi at plus Thank two thousand. Thank uh, you. You did mention uh, you did mention Matthew Nyes. Hmm. I do like him a little bit, but you do make a great point of him battling for minutes if he can somehow jump up into the top six, because I really liked pl- him playing with uh, John Tavares and William Nylander last year, especially in the playoffs. Me too. If he can somehow get into there. And if Max Domi slides down to number, you know, the third line with David mm-hmm. camp, um, mm-hmm. I think that creates more opportunity for Matthew Nye. So I really like him at plus 2000 as well. Um, and yeah, those are my top two guys right now, but I do Me have too. one more player I want to talk about. I appreciate that, Steele. And honestly, Devin Levi was the guy I wanted to talk about as well. So I'll keep my, excuse me, my take on this very short. You know, Adam Fantilli is here. I'm sure you might talk about yeah. a couple of these other guys down the list. You know, there's also Simon Nemich on the New Jersey Devils, who really didn't <laughs> get, he didn't get any looks last year in the NHL. They have a lot of really intriguing pieces, these New Jersey Devils. I'll leave that at that. But Devin Levi, you mentioned his ability to perform at every platform that he seemingly played on. How about at the World Juniors a couple of years ago, Steele? Seven games played, six and one with a 964 save percentage and three shutouts. This guy is a gamer. I don't think the stage is going to rattle him. My concern here with his value and at this trophy race is when I dig into the numbers on the Buffalo Sabres because we know this team defensively. Owen Power is there. Rasmus Dahlin is there, but they're going to need to get a lot better defensively. Case in point. They allowed the six most shots on net last year at almost 34 shots against per game. That's too many for a rookie goalie. I don't care how good he is. So they're going to need to tighten up defensively before I really sink any more money into Levi. But I think he is going to be a really, really good option as maybe your third goalie or in deeper leagues. If you have to, he's your secondary goalie. I think he's going to be very valuable this year fantasy-wise. 
I, I think I think so as well. I really do think he's going to take over that starting job for the uh, for the Buffalo Sabres. The 65, last player, 65 35 in terms of the split, by the way. That was my last point. You think he plays 65 games? No, no, 65%. Like I'm saying oh, 65% okay. of the share. I was going to say 65 no, no, games no, no. might be a little. No, more. no, no. I mean like 65 <laughs> 35 in terms of, you know, I think he gets, you know, a third of the starts here. Yeah, I, I could Sorry, see that. Two as thirds, well. two thirds. Man, I, yeah, I could, see, I could see him getting, you know, 50, 50, 52, 50, uh, something around right. there. And his, 50, it, yeah. you know, if he's playing well enough, which I think he's capable of doing so. And too. So I, I really do like Devin Levi. My last player, Who else you got? Uh, my last player that I want to talk about is actually Adam Fantilli. Uh, I think he's, he's, he's going into a very, very uh, good situation right now. You know, I think there is a question mark about, uh, Mike Babcock behind the bench is his coaching style going to change as it changed Interesting. I hope it has for Adam Fantilli's sake but mm. with the just talking about overall player wise and who he's playing with yeah um you know obviously if he jumps onto that first line he's playing with Johnny Goudreau and Patrick Line, and that's just you know just insane as it is right there that'd be yep. a great opportunity for Goudreau or for Adam mm-hmm. uh, Adam Fantilli mm-hmm. I would really I would like uh, prefer Boone Jenner to drop down to set, uh, the second line center as well but <laughs> even if Fantilli stays a second line center we talked about him a little bit last year Kent Johnson another young player who could bring up some talent as well mm-hmm. and Kirill Marchenko who was scoring yes. goals at will for the Columbus yes. Blue Jackets so that second line could be very sneaky dangerous so for me, Adam Fantilli is another player. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to get the odds from you. What are the odds right now for Adam Fantilli? Fantilli is also at plus 2,000. So literally you have Bedard at minus 115, Hughes at plus 600, Cooley at plus 1,500 steel, and then Wright, Nyes, Levi, Fantilli, yeah. Brant Clark, all at plus 2,000. Yeah, so I re- again, those three players for me, Matthew Nyes, Adam Fantilli, and Devin Levi, all at plus 2,000 right now. I'll even throw Shane right in there. Again, mm. you mentioned it. Will he get enough playing time? How many minutes will he get? Can he yep. even get top six playing time? Uh, but we know Shane Wright is capable of doing great things. Mm. Uh, you know, maybe a little bit of an attitude problem. Uh, we haven't seen him Maybe. too much over Maybe. the last year. So I would like to see him in a Seattle Kraken jersey. But those top three players that I just mentioned, yeah. especially Devin Levi is my number one guy. That's who I'm riding with for the uh, for the Calder besides Connor Bedard. Yeah, goalie winning the uh, the only, you know, was it Steve Mason? It was one of the last ones I remember. But anyway, Devin Levi is going into, I think it just ties to what we think will happen with the Buffalo Sabres deal. There is just so much good talent. We mentioned Darlene and Owen Power. Both of those guys haven't even played their best hockey yet. Darlene's like 22. Power's maybe 19, 20. Again, with me and with the ages. But what matters (laughs) here is there's a lot of value to be had if we're talking about the betting side of things and the fantasy side of things. I just want to bring it back to the Columbus Blue Jackets before I wrap this up. Yeah, they're going to be in real tough in that Metro division. I'm not trying to come on here and make bold predictions, especially when I think their biggest issue, clear in a way, is what's going on in the cage. But up front, Kent Johnson, Kirill Marchenko. Kirill Marchenko finished 10th in Calder voting last year, Steele. Yeah. And I watch, you know, one of those games that's on like Saturday afternoon when you're just jonesing for the whole lineup to start. Yeah. Looking to sprinkle a bit of a degenerate parlay. (laughs) And I think it was honestly Blue Jackets and Stars or something. And this kid just dangled Ottinger out of his jockstrap or whoever it was in a shootout. And I had to write his name down. Kent Johnson, Adam Fantilli, Kirill Marchenko. Keep your eye on them because I think what you and I have said at length, mm-hmm. Steel, at the end of your draft, instead of wasting your bench spots or last draft or two, 
on a guy whose name is bigger than his actual value, have a look at some of these really young players. Yeah. Because I think the main thing that you can really take away from today's episode is there's going to be a lot of opportunities this year to snag one of these good young players when another GM might be sleeping or slipping. And that's why you're tapped in Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to this show. Yes, sir. That's why you're tapping into the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. And you said it right there. Kirill uh, Marchenko, 21 goals in 59 games last year. Only had four assists. So Adam Fantilli, we know he likes likes to pass the puck. He likes setting up his Mm. teammates. Had 37 Mm -hmm. goals, 37 assists last year. 74 points total in 54 games. So he'll be setting up Marchenko. He'll be setting up Johnson and... Maybe if he plays with Goudreau, Goudreau can set up uh, uh, set up Adam Fantilli, but he's going to bring a lot to the table. That's one of those guys that I would like to maybe draft late in the later stages of the uh, Locked On Fantasy Hockey League draft, as well as just fantasy mm. leagues in general. Uh, like so I'll be looking out for him as well. But I like it. Columbus could be uh, could be a sneaky team as well. Their defensive group again they they were very uh, plagued with injuries last season, especially. Yep. Getting back Zach Wierenski is going to be huge for them. I do agree with you, though. The goaltending situation, can can Elvis Merzlikens be Ugh. the number one guy? I know they got Tarasov backing them up now, but yeah. it, it's a big question mark. So huge. I'm with you. I'm with you there with the Columbus Blue Jackets, but yep. couldn't be more excited about everything we just talked about Calder Trophy-wise. This trophy race could be the most epic Calder Trophy race that we've seen in a long, long time. So make sure you're getting the best odds right now on FanDuel. Yes. And thank you guys so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Make sure you're tuning in Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Only three episodes every week in the month of August. And again, thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. Have a great day. Have a great long weekend as well. Good luck with all your mm-hmm. summer bets out there. And we shall see you back here again on Monday. Peace.